welcome back to the useless doctors book club i'm harshini i'm sarah and i'm puja and this is season three episode five yeah i basically wanted to choose another thriller surprise surprise and chose the woman in the library because you know we love libraries we love thrillers so very intriguing story from the summary it seems Sarah can you give us a quick spoiler free summary of this book yes so this book begins in the library and the it's told by Freddie and Freddie sitting in the reading room uh I guess she's a writer so she's analyzing the people that are sitting like around her and there are three people sitting around her that she wants to use for her book and then they all hear this scream and some guards come in check they don't see anything and so this scream prompts these four individuals to start talking to each other so it's freddie with marigold and kane and they become friends um brought together by this scream the mystery behind the scream so they find out a couple days later that someone actually died in the library and so these um, four individuals become friends and they kind of try and figure out who how she died but it's really about their friendships so Hannah's writing this book about Freddie and her three friends and this scream mysterious scream and so throughout this book we receive letters written by this man, Leo, to Hannah, the writer of this novel. And he's helping her because he's from Boston and the story takes place in Boston. So he's just giving feedback on the accuracy of her writing and some suggestions um, of things she could include in her writing. So it's a bit of a story within a story because there's another story in these letters alongside the the book chapters that each letter is written about so uh puja do you want to go into your spoiler free review on this book yeah okay so i so my rating right off the bat i will say i gave this book five stars i found it very enjoyable Um, Is it the greatest thing I've ever read? No, but it was super entertaining, super fun. Um, As Sarah was talking about, the story within the story is quite interesting, right? Um, When you first start off the book, you're kind of kind of thrown into like the novel part, which is about the four people, Freddie, Wit, Kane, and Marigold. And then later on, you kind of realize like every other chapter is kind of, or not every other chapter, every chapter ends with um you know Hannah the author's uh interaction with that other her like Boston resource named Leo um so yeah so I really like that kind of like book within a book kind of situation it was really interesting um I so this entire book takes place in Boston and for some reason I like really wanted to go to Boston after reading this book (laughs) I don't really know why I was just like huh yeah Boston seems nice because you get a glimpse into like certain places around Boston and like all the characters are like they're sitting in the library or they're going to have coffee or they're going to do this or they're eating at this restaurant it's very it's very nice vibes I guess um but yeah I I really I the book um is you know obviously it's like a mystery so if you're really into mysteries and this is kind of your quintessential locked room mystery where there's like these four people they're looking at each other and then a scream happens and you're like oh my god like what happened? What's the situation? Where is the scream coming from? Who screamed? All this sort of stuff. And you're kind of like figuring out along with these characters, you know, what is actually is happening. Um, So that's like, if you're into that 
this is certainly going to be your jam. It's really well written also. Um, Sulari Gentile, I don't know if we mentioned the author's name in this in the beginning, but um, <laughs> yeah, Sulari Gentile, she is like an Australian writer. So the main character of this book, Freddie, or the main character of the book within the book, Freddie, uh, she is Australian. And that kind of comes through her personality. Even though the entire book takes place in Boston, you get a lot of Australian kind of hints and accents. And it's because the author is Australian, um, which is pretty cool as well. Um, but yeah, I have other thoughts, but I'm going to save them for the spoiler section. Harshini. What is your spoiler-free review of The Woman in the Library? I assume you would recommend this book. Yes. <laughs> yes, I, I would recommend this book. Yeah, sorry. Didn't mention that. No worries. I always forget, but I remember this time. Um, yeah, so I think this book also was very interesting to me. I think unlike a lot of thrillers where I go in with high expectations and I'm inevitably let down, I was not let down by this book, which was really nice. Um, I ended up giving this book like 4.2 stars. I didn't feel like it lived up to the five stars for me, which we know is hard to get from me <laughs> anyway. I feel like I really have to like love the book in some like different way where I think this book definitely had a lot of pieces that I really liked. Um, I also like the book within a book thing. Um, and it's funny because this book is like a book within a book, but even within the novel, like Freddie is a writer as well as Sarah mentioned, like she's getting inspiration for her book and you don't, you don't see her book fully or anything, but like she's also a writer. So like all these female characters are writers. Um, and Hannah, who is the writer of the novels, also Australian. So as Pooja was talking about, there's like all these Australian writers and they're like trying to figure out the Boston thing. And it's really interesting. I think the addition of Leo, I was like unsure about in the beginning. And I, I don't know, I don't really want to get into spoilers around anything. So I'm pretty much going to save my thoughts for that in the spoiler section. Um, but I thought that off the bat, that was an interesting addition to like something that you wouldn't see in a normal thriller. But of course, I think the idea of this mystery is probably like iterations of it have been done before. And I think this book did a good job with that. Um, what else can I say that's not a spoiler? Oh, yeah, the whole Boston thing. I was also going to say, like, I think this book did a very nice job with the setting <laughs> unlike other books where it's like oh my god they started talking about donuts and I was like I really want a donut even though like I never like eating donuts <laughs> like whenever other people are like I want a donut I'm like nah this book really made me want a donut I was like damn I feel like we should we should have all taken a trip to Boston after this but <laughs> yeah I think um yeah, I, I just don't think that there's anything bad I can say about this book that's not a spoiler. So I think that's pretty much it from me, but I would definitely recommend this book. I think especially like people always ask me about what book I like and I'm like, what kind of books? I'm like thriller and then what is your favorite book? And I'm like, I feel like I can never recommend thrillers because they just don't, they're not as good in my eyes, but this one definitely was so someone asked me for a thriller recommendation this would be on the list Sarah what did you think so I would also rate this book five stars which is rare on this podcast also was not really expecting from is it classified as a thriller or just a mystery like a technically a thriller but I think it's definitely like mystery thriller yeah. like I would also think like classified as a mystery yeah. yeah because I think if it had more thriller vibes I'd be like eh, I don't know but it's pretty heavy on the mystery part um to be honest in the beginning I didn't like this book and I was like dreading it for the sole purpose it's really dumb but I thought I heard Harshini say that they're like locked in the library and they have to figure it out and then I figured out they're not actually locked. And I was like, you know, it's like, like, I think the setting would be really cool if they were locked. And then they were like, oh, we have to figure out which of us did it. 
but it wasn't like that. So I was like, oh, damn it. This is not what I wanted. Um, and I was also like, I didn't understand the point of the letters of Leo. Uh, and he was hella annoying. But, you know, towards the end, I, I was like, I like that she incorporated that into the book. So, yeah, in the beginning, it was it was a rocky start, but we got into it. It got better. <laughs> and I rated it five stars. I think it's one of the only books on the podcast where I was like, I don't want to stop reading. It's not like, ugh, I, I got to read for the podcast. It's like, wow, this is really enjoyable. Like, I need to know what happens next, which I appreciate and apparently is rare for me. <laughs> And I don't know, I just thought it was interesting. I thought, like Harshini said, and I guess Pooja also, the setting is nice. It's like well incorporated into the book. I think the characters, like I like their personalities. It's not like one was too similar. Like I think they're like well-rounded and you got to understand their personalities pretty well. I also think the setup of the mystery was done well. I I mean, I was kind of guessing who it was, but it's still like there would be like bits and pieces coming up where it's like, oh, am I right? I don't know. So I, you know, it's, I appreciate it's not like, all right, first like three chapters, I already know who did it, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. I would recommend it to anyone. Yeah, if anyone was looking for a recommendation, I would say this book first probably yeah do you guys pretty good about myself another five pure five stars from me <laughs> like all across the board I was like maybe I should rate it lower just so she doesn't get too full of herself that she can recommend such great books oh I didn't even think of that I was like Harshi come on just rate it five stars so that we can all get five stars <laughs> yeah oh I wish I don't know I I feel like I always get influenced by your guys' opinions and I saw on Goodreads like I didn't mean to like look on Goodreads but I saw Pooja gave five stars and I was like damn maybe I should give five stars but yeah I think like one quick point which I was like I don't know I don't think this is spoiler but I think especially the fact that it was kind of like these chapters that were being sent to Leo like Leo's thing was kind of like interjecting um the like uh, like the main story a little bit um and I think you know we all talked about like how it's not as much of a thriller I think I I did want more of that because even though I I did read this book in a day like I just kind of wanted to read because I wanted to like finish a book that day more so than I wanted to like really find out what happened so um I think I didn't get as much of that from this book but still a solid book still y'all should read it (laughs) (laughs) all right do you guys have any other thoughts before shifting into the spoiler section anything you want to mention nope okay cool so uh for our readers clearly we all enjoyed this book enough and recommended it recommend it recommend you read it having a little tongue twister moment. Um, But yeah, so we all enjoyed this book. We recommend that you read it. So if you are interested in doing that, please pause the podcast here and go read the book and come back and check out our spoiler thoughts. Um, But, you know, if mystery thriller isn't your thing, if for some reason you have things against books and based in Boston or something, I don't know, um, feel free to continue listening and hear our spoiler thoughts um, on this book. So, um, I have one thing that I wanted to talk about, and it's based off of a point that you just mentioned, Sarah, which is this idea, and it's kind of tied into the other thing that you were talking about, Harshini, with regards to like the mystery thriller aspect of this, right? So one thing that we were kind of having a little debate about, not a debate, but like we were basically discussing, is this a book mystery or is this is this book a thriller? Um, and I think that... At some point, at least in my perception, and this is kind of spoiling this one thing, I turned from being a generic mystery into more of a thriller at one specific point in this book. And I think you guys might know what I'm talking about. 
And that's the point where you find out like Leo has kind of escalated in his, in his, you know, comments back. Like you kind of slowly, slowly, like first you kind of dismiss him as like, oh my God, is this just like some guy who's writing something and you're just like, whatever. And he's like giving comments on Boston and all that sort of stuff. And you're like, okay, why is this even part of the book? But it's clear that the author had a plan for how this is going to work out, which is, I appreciate this. Um, And you slowly, slowly, you see Leo getting like more and more escalating more and more and it's in regards to like the actual like murder part of the storyline per se so hannah in her book with the four characters she's writing about this murder that occurs right so she's talking about like this person suffered from this injury this person suffered from this injury etc so leo after seeing those chapters decides to you know take pictures of people who have suffered similar injuries and be like, okay, yeah, like, you know, this is for your research. Like, here, look at this photo that I'm sending you of this person who has the same exact, he has a similar type of stab wound or something. And, you know, this is useful for you because this is research. <laughs> and then, you know, Hannah, the author, kind of gets alarmed at some point where she's like, how did this man get so close to a person who died? <laughs> right. And she's like, oh my God. And then, like, it doesn't occur to you like when he's just sending it into research he does it a few times and it doesn't occur to you before but then like it's like how is this guy getting so close to all these crime scenes like what is this like he's just like a person you know and I'm like is he part of the FBI is he part of the police or something what is this and he's like no no no, he's a person so then at one point there's like a little bit of a twist where like Hannah reveals that like she basically sends this email or this message from Leo to the FBI and is like hey uh I received this these photos of this person who died from this guy that I'm corresponding with um this is an issue can you look into this and they're like yeah actually there are several unsolved murders uh around this area um he's our prime suspect now thank you uh can you continue writing to him and keeping in contact with him so that we can kind of get a sense of we can catch him in the act basically or we can like you know uh, get more evidence against this person. So you realize that the purpose of include, so it's like kind of mirroring, right? It's like Leo and Hannah's storyline is kind of mirroring Hannah's book um, and like the murder that happening in that book. So I feel like this is the point to me, it seemed like this is the point where it turned kind of from mystery to like kind of thriller because now you're upping the ante. There's like more at stake here. There's more going on. So what did you, did you guys think that similarly or what did you guys think of that kind of like twist? Cause that completely caught me off guard. I, I kind of recognized there was like upping the ante but I was like, I don't know, maybe Leo's kind of weird. I don't know. But, <laughs> but what were you guys thoughts on that? Yeah, I feel like literally at the beginning of this book, like I paused after a few like chapters and I was literally thinking to myself, like, why did the author include this? And I was thinking like she should do something to incorporate them into the story or like, I don't know, like I, I knew it was there for some reason, but I was like literally thinking like she should do something like this. And then it happened and I was like, nice. <laughs> but um, I think like where I still, I don't know, I guess I didn't fully think about like the events of the actual story and like, like how the author might have changed certain things to like, draw certain reactions out of Leo or anything and I especially at the very end like Leo there is a character named Leo in the book in the Freddy storyline and it's like Freddy's friend I think he might be a neighbor and he like comes over and kind of like helps Freddy out with some things but he does seem a little off and then at the very end it's like he like pops up out of nowhere somewhere like I don't know I didn't totally understand like the way that the book ended I would like someone to explain it Sarah did you have any thoughts oh I mean I was just gonna explain it I at least as, as I understood it it's just he came to visit her well, I guess stalker, <laughs> and then the police got him, and then they deported him back to 
America and he was like oh it's so sad that my visit was cut short because they got him and then charged him for the murders yeah yeah I think yeah yeah yeah. I remember that part but like at the end of like the the book the Freddy part yeah yeah, like Leo pops up like for Freddy and I guess it's like maybe just that mirroring of oh yeah. yeah 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 I was I I don't know because I was just thinking he was being a good person but at the same time because of those letters makes you think he's kind of creepy yeah and kind of going off of that one thing I think this author did really well was like you never like you kind of always were questioning everyone Like, there was never, like, this person is definitely not the person who, you know, did, did, isn't the murderer or anything like that. Like, it was, like, always, you were always questioning. This is something that you mentioned, Sarah, where you're just, like, you thought, oh, maybe it's that person, but maybe it isn't that person. Maybe it's this other person. And, like, you were always, at least I thought, like, I was, like, always, like, is it Marigold? Is it Kane? Is it Wit? Who is it? Is Leo even a good person? Is he also bad? So you're like always questioning these characters and like you're never settled on like one, you're like keep guessing and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I think with the ending with Leo, it's like I I kind of read into it as like mirroring like because literally at the end he goes like, oh, I thought you might have needed me or like I thought you were thinking of me or something. And I was like, oh my god (laughs) like in the book I thought like in like the Freddy storyline I was like is he a good guy or a bad guy I can't tell because I'm like I have a feeling that he's supposed to be good but like he's supposed to be based on this guy that we know is bad so is he bad or is he good I can't tell um I I feel like he just had a crush on her he wasn't bad he just had a hard crush on her a stalker crush uh I mean did he suck her he sent oh he did send her those those things but I feel like that's not really stalker level like leave a note weirdo that's a good point but (laughs) I mean if someone wants to give me free food I'll take it fair enough (laughs) but yeah I I think like Leo was kind of uh, yeah, I th- maybe he was just socially awkward. Like, you know, he was just a little bit weird. But like, I think he was like kind of harmless. He wasn't necessarily going to do anything. But the Leo in like Leo in regards to Hannah, he definitely did a lot of things uh, and was arrested for it. So that's good. Good job on you, Hannah, for being a part of that arrest. <laughs> um, okay. So another thing that I wanted to discuss was some characters, because I feel like Solari Gentile did good job really fleshing out every, all of the main characters in this book, right? Where like you, I'm talking about specifically the Freddy storyline book, like those four main characters, like you got to know them pretty well. Um, and you hated them and you liked them and you did all the like you had many thoughts about them I'm assuming so what okay answer two questions one who do you think is the best character out of those four and two who did you hate the most out of those four someone so, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard to say I think my favorite character is probably Kane because I don't know he was misunderstood and I feel like he didn't, I, he was patient with people that misunderstood him, which is, I don't know. I, I feel like I get annoyed if people just accuse me, accuse me, accuse me when I didn't do anything. And I don't know, he seemed nice. He was very considerate, like always, like when they ate all of, Freddie's groceries he bought her more I don't know consider it like that um my least favorite person was probably Marigold I feel like she was written in a way that made you kind of annoyed because um she's a little bit like needy I guess um but 
I don't know. I thought she, she, did she add that much? I don't know. <laughs> I was just a little annoyed by her personality. <laughs> it was funny because I think I would say the opposite. Um, <laughs> I was like, I don't even know who my favorite character is. I mean, obviously I'm a little influenced by the fact that spoiler it was the murderer but I'm gonna include the spoiler a little bit and then we can go back to talk talking about what being the murderer but yeah it was kind of a process of elimination and my least favorite character being Kane which I I do feel bad about but it's like I don't know I couldn't shake that like something was like off about this guy I think I, what I really hated was just like Freddie and him just like and Freddie especially I guess maybe my least favorite character is actually Freddie but like I just hated how she was just like at his beck and call like I don't know she was like willing to lie for him and stuff and obviously she believed him and it ended up being that you know he was more trustworthy than I thought or like less of a I don't know I I like he basically hid his whole backstory from her but that kind of made him the obvious red herring kind of suspect throughout this entire book and I guess I just like fell into that trap of not liking him because of that but he did he did go through a hard childhood and like hard hard stuff I think I was just like not believing his side of the story for a long time but yeah I did not like how Freddie was just like I love you in such a short period of time I hate when people do that so I'm immediately like I don't like you I don't like this relationship I don't want it to last which is mean but um yeah I feel like process of elimination wise like wit I also didn't really like his whole vibe I mean I think he was also just like a you know white boy who like had everything he was like I'm gonna drop out of Harvard Law because I don't want to graduate <laughs> it was just so stupid man like come on <laughs> but yeah Marigold I feel like she was also had definitely problems she was kind of stalkerish in her like she had a big crush on wit and that was like part of the initial like thing you learn about these two is that they like each other but yeah, she was very stalkerish in her approach to this crush. But I was kind of like, you know what? I wouldn't go that far, but I kind of relate to you. And then by the end, she's like, oh my God, I can't believe I had a crush on this murderer. It's like, I get you. <laughs> what, Pooja? You said, oh, I kind of relate to her. I can't believe I had a crush on this murderer. <laughs> Okay, that's not the part I really <laughs> to be clear. There was a period there. <laughs> you relate to the part that she's stalkerish? I don't I'm well, confused like as having, to what... having such a crush on someone that you're just like, oh my God. And then like see, I wouldn't go as far to like visit their house a bunch of times and like not go in or anything. Like I wouldn't do that. But it just seems like she just had like a really big crush on him, which is like, okay. Who just give me this look? <laughs> <laughs> okay you know what okay I could see I could see where you're coming from like she 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 has this kind of like naive innocence about her where you I feel like I feel like my 17 year old self would relate to her not my 24 year old self dude you literally were like shitting on Freddie for falling in love so quick yes. and now with Marigold you're like oh my oh, god but I, I relate, I to, relate her. to you <laughs> Okay, it's different if you're okay I think it's this is maybe unfair but this is my personal thing where I'm like it's different if you're in a like a relationship and also this person is very suspicious like people are like giving her signals that like Kane is not the most trustworthy person but she's just like obsessed with him I don't know I mean like I'm not saying Marigold is not obsessed with him, but I think it's a little more like I don't know they're not actually in a relationship so it's just like pining for you're just kind of idealizing him which mm. I guess I guess my argument is not super sound 
Yeah, no, I, I get a lot I get of holes that. in that argument. <laughs> I, I get the whole thing with the idealization thing. Like you want to think the best of this person. But I think that also goes with Freddie, where she wants yeah. to think the best of Kane because she's like, I already made up so many th- scenarios in my head about you and that sort of thing. My So my least favorite character is also Marigold because I also felt like she was a little bit... I think it was the way that she was written, but I also think that I appreciated the way that she was written. Like I felt like the the author made her super realistic as a person, other than the fact that she's like a full-on stalker. Like she's not kind of a stalker. She is a stalker. Um, but <laughs> but I do think that like the the author kind of like portrayed her in a certain way, which just to me, she just kind of sounded a little whiny. I don't know why. Like she was like a little bit annoying, a little bit whiny. And I was like, can you calm down, please? Like, can you relax? Um, and always like wanting to be around people and like always showing up to people's houses. Like I always, I find that really annoying. I'm like, text me if you're going to show up at my house. Don't just like show up at my house. <laughs> um, the My most favorite character, I have to say, I think is Freddie. Aside from the fact, and this is like a very main point as to why I, this is one reason, like a big thing, why big, not good thing about Freddie. I don't know what the word is. I'm trying to think of the big, not good thing about Freddie is the fact that exactly what you were saying, Harshni, like, I don't understand why Freddie feels the need to be so invested in this when she just met the guy. Like this entire thing, I feel like takes place over like one month or something. Like she meets them. She's friends with them like within a few days and then like becomes and then like this one thing happens, like these tragedies kind of bring them together and that sort of thing, whatever. But like she just met these people and now feels the need to be so involved to the point where she's harboring a fugitive. Like (laughs) I'm like, listen, like if we just met, like if this was me, if we just met and like this happened, like I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel like, you know, so close to anyone that quickly that I feel the need to like full on lie to the police about something, you know, like I, I, like they're, it's not like these are childhood friends here, right? These people like just met and like, yes, she falls in love with him, which I'm like, that's unrealistic. You're falling in love too fast. Like, I don't believe this, but I'm like, okay, you know, less can kind of get in the way of these things. You never know these things, whatever. And like, they've been through a lot in like, I don't know, the one month that they'd known each other. But still, like, I I found that the case, like, with all four of them, like, I just felt like they got their transition from being, like, just friends to being, like, core people in each other's lives. And, like, especially Kane and Freddie, like, I was like, that, that is way too fast. I did really like Kane. I thought his whole plot line was really interesting. Um, the thing that Sarah was saying was that he's really nice and like that's why he's kind of likable. I was like, so are, like that's a serial killer move though, <laughs> which is why I appreciate the author for trying to keep keep you guessing on Kane. It's like, is he kind of being a serial killer, like being like super nice and super amiable and friendly and charming? Or is it like, he's actually just like a nice guy and like he went through some shit and like that's the whole situation I was like I don't know I don't know but it was good for the author to keep me guessing but anyway those were my thoughts on Freddie because I was like I don't know why is she so close to them yeah you know now that you guys say it I I agree I don't like that Freddie was like I, I remember being in the like reading the book and it was like I, who on earth falls this hard that you would lie to the police about it yeah like her first instinct was like no 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 something must be wrong like she like did not because I feel like when you first meet someone it's not like oh like my friends I would be like oh yeah let me like check with you before I start doubting that like you killed someone or like you did something really bad but like a stranger that I just met I'd be like um you could be anyone you could have any kind of history and I have no idea because I just met you another thing is that Freddie and Kane 
are both like 30 years old like marigold and wit are supposed to be younger and like this is the whole this is the whole thing with leo <laughs> she like first says they're like 21 but leo's like they they're like wit's in law school like marigold's in grad school or something so they're probably more like 23 24 kind of age so i don't know it's like not that big of an age difference but still i feel like you have some higher level of maturity when you're like 30 late 20s and um uh freddie is here because of some program i forget the name of the program but she's from australia she's just visiting boston like these are not going to be your best friends for life <laughs> but um okay and one last point was that i really did not trust see i feel like the other two like also i was a little like wit marigold like why don't you have any other friends you know but like especially like Kane I don't know if he's I don't remember if he recently moved to Boston or like he's lived in Boston for a while but I was like where are your friends like where are the people in your life man which is why I was very untrusting of him because his only friend was that guy Boo who I, I think we'll get into later but cannot trust these people with no friends that's so mean. I mean, okay. I think Wit ha- is the worst person because he literally, first of all, he goes to Harvard Law, right? And he grew, he's like from Boston. And I was like, this man is just following these people around. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like he wasn't in as many things. Like, I remember him not being there when like three of them were there. I don't know. I don't, maybe this is just what I'm remembering, but. Mm. But that is a fair point. Like, Kane, where are your friends? Like, at least we see, but also, like, we don't know what he does outside, you know? Like, we, because we're following Freddie the whole time, and, like, she has Leo, and she has these four. <laughs> and, like, that's it. So, hmm. But that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Sarah, did you have something you wanted to say? No. I just, I just... I thought these characters were likable, but now you guys really brought up some things <laughs> that make them make me realize maybe I didn't like them that much. But they're interesting, though. Like, they are interesting. Yeah, they're well developed. They're you know they're good and bad. They're not just you know. You know, I think my favorite person was like Joe the doorman. I was literally about to say I was like the doorman was pretty good. <laughs> a good character (laughs) yeah I was actually like when I was ruminating on my favorite character I mean like I don't know I think I could say Freddie in some instances like I think like Pooja mentioned that that this was her main qualm her like just like why is she trusting this man so fully but I think otherwise she was pretty good like main character I think she wasn't I don't I think that just became such a big part of the book that I was like just such a big part of her personality but otherwise she was pretty cool too um I don't know I okay so I didn't like I didn't have I don't know if I didn't have super strong feelings about this but I was gonna say like I wish there was just something else more to the book that she was writing I don't know like I feel like it was just kind of thrown in there in the beginning and then like I don't even know what happened to it throughout the book um but like yeah Freddie is also kind of like she's sitting in the Boston Public Library like giving these like nicknames to all the people it's like the handsome man and then the I forget what Marigold was um and I forget Freud girl (laughs) Freud girl Freud I was like is some <laughs> Freud girl and then hand and heroic chin heroic chin oh my god yeah so it was like these three characters and she was like trying to give them actual names and stuff like that I don't know it just like I I feel like certain things like it didn't have to be another book inside the book but I'm just like I don't know <laughs> I, I wish there was something more to it you know so you don't want bookception? I mean, I didn't want like book inside book inside book. I was like, <laughs> book inside book is enough. <laughs> but, 
but I feel like I don't know I wish it like came into play somehow like Mm. doing research for her book then something something happened or she writes the book and then real life mirrors what she wrote so like she in her book she writes that heroic chin kills someone and then you find that and then like wait actually does kill someone interesting yeah Yeah. sulari gentile hire me for your next book (laughs) oh my god (laughs) okay i had so you already kind of hinted at this harshni but let's talk about boo slash sean jacobs because okay let's talk about all the people who are murdered in this book (laughs) let's talk about all the crimes that have occurred so basically at the beginning of the book as we mentioned a woman screams and it turns out a woman did die in the library caroline i forgot her last name it's something with an l um so yeah caroline this woman caroline dies and turns out she's like a reporter at some magazine or something then um the second person who dies is this person named boo or like his name is sean jacobs but he is his nickname is Boo, and he happens to be like an old acquaintance of Kane, right? And so basically, like Kane and Freddie meet for dinner one day. They're like walking around somewhere, and then Kane essentially gets like attacked by Boo. Um, and then he recognizes who Boo is, and you know, Boo kind of like leaves him alone, but like kind of, you know, has says something or whatever then he comes back and then attacks Kane and like again where he like physically with like a bottle and like causes Kane to like get an injury then like that night uh he dies like he gets murdered and a lot of people are kind of like this is kind of the beginning of when people start thinking that maybe Kane was involved in this and then like a lot more of his past is kind of revealed oh another twist here not a twist but like Kane's past is that he actually was convicted for murder uh many many years ago served seven years has been released has changed his legal name so it kind of like colors his uh perception in front of his friends like his friends are like oh you were a convicted murderer damn and here I was thinking that we were best friends after meeting once (laughs) but yeah so so Caroline dies, Sean Jacobs dies, Wick gets stabbed, um, and then, you know, is hospitalized and everything. Um, and yeah, I think some, does Cain uh, also get stabbed at some point? No, Kane doesn't get stabbed. Someone else gets in, does someone else get in? Oh, Kay, uh, Wick's mom gets attacked. And... I mean, technically... Kane does get attacked, but it's like long ago when he was in jail by Boo. Right. Yeah. 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 He gets attacked when he's in jail. But those are like the four kind of main things. And there's kind of because it's the this pattern or whatever, uh, people start to think that the pattern is that all of these people have some connection to Kane. Um, and like his kind of past uh life or whatever um as a murderer so it's like more and more like he's more and more suspicious basically as the person who has committed these crimes um which makes him kind of go on the run as a fugitive uh but yeah what did you so so let's talk about these crimes let's talk about these these things what were your guys's thoughts on this did you think did you did you see kind of where the, it was going what did you think I mean I think I did see that it was not Kane that did it well I guess in the very beginning I did think it was him because like Freddie would say oh I don't remember telling him that when he would I don't know, say things or do things. And I was like, hmm, it's thoughtful, but it's also a little creepy. <laughs> but, you know, it very, I think pretty quickly I realized it wasn't him. Maybe it's because like Leo was pushing that it was Kane. So I was like, it's definitely not Kane then. 
but I was thinking actually it was Marigold because she has like the stalker tendencies but I don't know I don't honestly remember if I thought it was wit maybe I I don't know (laughs) it's oh I think the second her his mom was attacked I was like it's wit because I just I just didn't see someone doing that like I guess Kane had motive but it's like I don't know you have to know a lot to know that that specific area doesn't have cameras and like all this shit that like no one would know unless you have like some insider information which none neither Marigold or Kane would have yeah I think I did not totally think that through but that is a very good point I was confused about one thing which maybe I'm totally misremembering but I think Boo Boo was saying something when he attacked Kane like I know what you did but I thought he mentioned like something to her or like I thought he I think he was referencing something that is more in the present than than his old murder and I don't maybe I'm forgetting what it was but like I'm like what happened to that yeah he basically said like so he so this is he says like uh oh you don't know what he did or you don't know like you don't know something and this is I'm assuming this is like this is after she finds out that he had killed someone or like you know he had gone to jail and that sort of thing so this is after that but I don't think he I I don't know like I think there was something I thought that there was something about like the fact that this person knew him in jail like because you find out that Sean Jacobs was a doctor and like therefore knew how to stab him properly I don't know what that was but like something like that and then you find out like I don't what yeah that's a good point I don't think that might be a is that a plot hole or like is that like a no because I think actually like that might have happened before she found out the like actual murder story thing like I, mm. I don't think his full past at that point but it just seemed really odd that like boo would just attack him now like years later for for that so I'm like why exactly did boo attack you in this moment um so yeah I didn't fully understand that and then like why did I guess like I thought okay maybe wit killed wit killed boo I think that is the assumption to frame it on Kane, but or I I think some I think actually something might have happened between wait I, yeah I thought Boo, it was because, Boo saw yeah. yeah yeah he was like blackmailing what mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah 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 I have a qualm another I have another qualm so this is like this is something that I actually like this is like a kind of I did debate lowering my rating based on this qualm because uh I feel like it's a little bit of I don't know but then I was also like but I really enjoyed this book and like I read it really quickly or like I genuinely wanted to see what happened next so I was like all right five stars is fine it entertained me um okay here's the qualm so you know how like so you find out that wit killed all these people and that sort of thing and you find out like it's because so it all starts off because he wants to get in on the story so he he actually has like knows Caroline from their job together at this newspaper or that this like magazine or whatever it is um because they're both journalists and so they want to together write the story of um Basically, Kane, who is this convicted murderer who's changed his name, uh, has like written a New York Times bestseller and like no one really knows about his past because of his name change and everything. So they, he basically, Wit and Caroline were going to write this kind of expose talking about like getting close to Kane and then revealing like, oh, we got close to this like murderer turned bestselling author or whatever. Uh, and they were going to write an expose on him, basically. So kind of a part of that 
plan to like get really close to Kane to like hear his story and everything was to like basically wit would kind of undercover in a way um become good friends with Kane and then like purposefully get close to him to get the story to write and that sort of thing um and Caroline and him kind of set this up that wit would be the one to get close to him and then I think Caroline gets really angry about this and like they get into a heated argument or whatever and then wit kills her now here's the part that here's my qualm my qualm with this situation is that Caroline plans to scream right like she so she they the way that they thought about this was like okay so uh Kane's gonna sit in the Boston Public Library I'm gonna sit like across from him in the Boston Public Library right and then Caroline is going to scream somewhere else and that is gonna bond us together because if someone screams then you can get like you get bonded together because you're both now in the situation the shared situation where now you're both like what was that what's happening I'm confused let's talk about this let's get close so that we can figure out what just happened and I was like there are so many ways to get closer to someone than have a planned scream happen you know how would you do it you go to a bar (laughs) but you have to assume that that person's also at the bar you had to do the same thing if you're assuming someone is at the Boston Public Library. Wait, I don't know. How did they get him in the library? I don't remember. I think, no, they, they, he said he went there a lot. So they did it at some place he frequented. Yeah, so he could frequent a restaurant. He could frequent a bar. You could literally send the guy an email. You can like be like, oh, what are his hobbies? Oh, he also goes to this place. He plays golf or something. Yeah, Let me also if, go if to this golf like- place. I'm interviewing you then it's like stand it's like not the same dynamic as a friend why would the thing that connects you both have to be a scream of terror okay I agree it's a little (laughs) elaborate I'm just saying I think it's not as easy as you're saying (laughs) making friends can be quite simple like I feel like literally I feel like people make friends in bars all the time like oh you're here I'm here like it's a lot harder to make friends with a stranger like I don't know I feel like easy the old times but like now I feel like I'm like don't talk to me I don't know you why a scream of terror if someone talks to me in the bar I'm like what are you doing also I don't even go to bars like how this person literally has no way of being friends with me unless they like work in my lab. Even then, I like don't talk to people in my lab. Okay, but see, here's my thing. Like, why would you, okay, like, but why is the first thought, hey, let's have a girl scream in terror and that's how we're going to get close because, to each other. Like Because we're both going to be curious about people. starter, Pooja. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Pull the fire alarm. Pull the fire alarm and go outside. No, because you guys. No, 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 no. Because then it's like everyone's annoyed. They have to get all their stuff and get out of there, and it's like it's not as like you gotta move. You can't just sit there. And I feel like if you sit there, then it's like. Well, we might as well talk to each other because no one's forced to be silent right now. Why don't they both, like, they both could, literally, he could, like, start up a conversation while they're waiting in line for something. Or, like, they you can, know, like... But, like, I feel like it's not easy to do that. I mean, he's going to notice someone's following him his entire life. I don't know. I think there's, like, better ways to go about this than having someone scream I, in a, I, like they're about I, to get stabbed. I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that. <laughs> All right, fine. But still, <laughs> I I don't know. I think that there are multiple different ways. I can't think. I can think of many right now. But I understand that you guys don't think that meeting someone in a eating environment, like you, let me. Okay, wait. Let me think. They could literally both join the same club or something, or like out, outside what activity. What club are they gonna join? You just like, they can both be into like jogging or something, and they can like start okay, up a friendship. Well, let's say, for example, this man lives like me. 
I'm not in anything. You can't meet me. Yeah, you can. But like you can. That's what I'm saying. Like you like you do things. You just don't realize because you have a f- established friend group. And also this person isn't like you. If he's starting up conversations with four random people in a library, like clearly he's very much more in like willing to just I, talk okay, to random if people. I, if I was in the library and a scream happened and the person next to me started a conversation, I feel like I would. Stop. But they started conversing before the scream happened. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Oh, she, she basically, Freddie was like, oh, heroic chin, Freud girl, blah, 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 this, that or whatever. And then they were like, oh, ha, 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 you have an interesting like the, he looks over her shoulder oh, or whatever they didn't start talking two, i think those two knew each other or something like it was like something like they knew each other like you know there was didn't. clearly staring going on for a while but like even before this thing yeah but it was it was like he didn't like freud girl like marigold obviously knew wit because she was in love with him but like other than that they didn't really know each other and they didn't talk until the scream happened because it was like you can't talk in the reading room okay but still like he could like they could hit each other up in the elevator or something or they can like go reach for the same book in, <laughs> in the library I feel there like were different is, ways it is hard to do and it's hard like I think the other thing is this is like more likely to create a bond that is like a little bit deeper like I I do understand that I I don't think that them becoming like absolute best friends like makes sense but it's like I I have a story we have a shared story in common which is hard to do with like a stranger and like create that what I do agree with you on is like I personally don't like when like something that you think oh it's like a scream because someone's dying like it was kind of taken into like a whole different twisty direction where it was like they didn't find anybody after the scream then later they found a woman's body so now the author has to come up with a situation where the scream could have happened and the body is found later and like nothing is found during that time so then she comes up with this idea of this elaborate plan of like the woman's scream was to get in like you know to get to know Kane and then the two people did not agree or whatever so it killed Caroline like I feel like that whole roundabout way of like getting to the woman's scream like I would personally prefer the woman's scream to be like okay she died then and they hid the body or something and Mm. people were too dumb to find it (laughs) and they found it later like it was also um the case that like the women's scream had to happen with like like I I think you know obviously we could say this now that like it was insinuated that one of the four people and like you weren't really suspecting Freddie because she was like the main character telling the story so like one of the three other people is the murderer and the first chapter even ends with that but it's like you find out in the middle of the book that um Kane was like he technically is a murderer but like in the past so I, I think it's still nice that the author was able to like you know have those three people one of the three people is the murderer so we we have suspects and we're doubting all of them but at least it's not like everyone in Boston that we are suspecting and we have characters to go off of to like figure out who it is but I don't know I think because the author did it that way it's like you need this whole elaborate plan where the murder didn't happen at the same time of the scream which I don't know I think it's like hard to find a satisfying way to do that yeah I agree I think I think the way that you explained about like the author kind of like there is the situation so it's like how do I frame this to match this existing situation is an interesting way of thinking about that like I that might have actually been the case where the other was like, okay, here's like this ingenious plot. Um, now I have to figure out like how we're going to get from A to Z, basically. Um, interesting, interesting. 
yeah so that was my qualm um do you guys have any additional qualms i think one other note i made was like i think the way that this was done was pretty good like i mean I do like that the main, like, we got the main story, which is, like, the Freddy storyline, and the Leo chapters were just, like, another little creepy part of it, and I I agree that, you know, you were saying before that that increased the, like, thrill of it, because it felt, like, since we knew that Hannah was kind of, like, the main outside character, like, I was just, like, is Leo gonna kill me? Like, which is so dumb, <laughs> just like you know I'm reading this book but maybe like Hannah and Leo are real people you know which is stupid but I do wish that there was like something more with Hannah I don't know I think I already kind of mentioned this before but just anything where it's like a side part of the book I just wish it all comes together in a very like nice way and I feel like Hannah writing the book was just kind of there for the purpose of like Leo being a creepy person and Leo getting incorporated into the book and of course Hannah and Freddie I think are very similar but um I don't know I just wish there was something more there but in general oh also the thing about like I think that decreased the thrill of the book but I think given that this was like pretty solid mystery I'm like okay as long as you gave me a mystery I'm okay with it Takes so little. <laughs> a well done mystery. A well done mystery. I agree. I think like if it's kind of like with the locked room mystery. So one of the like one of like a very classic locked room mystery is have you guys heard of A.A. A. Milne? Okay. He's the guy who wrote Winnie the Pooh. Like the guy who wrote Winnie the Pooh also was a mystery writer. <laughs> like an adult mystery writer <laughs> and he wrote this book called the red house mystery um and it's like considered like a classic um like mystery novel because of like the way it ends and it's like a another locked room mystery in the sense where like this murder happened in a locked room but like there's no way in or out so how did this happen and what happened and that sort of thing um and it's like a really interesting book but when I think of locked room mysteries, I always kind of like think about it in comparison to that. Um, and it never, and what I appreciate in this book, which is something that we mentioned, I think in the last one as well, where it's like, there are only four main characters here and the murder had to be one of them. It would be really not, like it would be kind of ridiculous to have like, oh, this like other like, third party kind of came in here and did this crime and then left like that would be kind of like a cop-out to me at least it would be a little bit of a cop-out it's like you're not like the whole point of like a locked room mystery is that there are these many elements and the entire thing needs to take place in these circumstances like there can't be some other thing that happens that like kind of changes the whole game and that sort of thing that being said I do think that uh, some parts, especially about wit, were coming out a little bit too late in the sense that we were kind of suspecting like wit or suspecting Kane. Like we, for the most part, it seemed like a lot of evidence was piling up against Kane, which is fine, like because the circumstance of his character and everything. And then like some stuff was happening about Marigold, but then like wit's kind of thing, like the way he was presented in the beginning wasn't as ambiguous in the way that Marigold and Kane were presented at the beginning, but then like towards the end, like things started piling up against him um, in the sense that like, I felt like it was a little bit heavy at the end, but that being said, obviously I enjoyed it enough to give it five stars. Like that's not a big, that's a very trivial thing, but I do think that like when we're talking about a solid mystery one of the key aspects is that like you want to have your audience guessing all the way till the end but like you want to give them adequate amount of information to make those informed guesses and not just like lean completely heavy on one character and ignore the other two all right do y'all have any more thoughts any more things to discuss 
Okay, so I guess that is a wrap then on season three, episode five. Um, Sarah, what are we reading for next week? So next week, we're reading Every Summer After by Carly Fortune. And apparently it's popular on Goodreads with quite a good rating. So we'll see. Okay. Maybe this will be the book that gives five stars all around. I know. I was like, listen, I don't know if we can trust Goodreads ratings. Um, however, um, I don't know. With our track record with romances, that's a little bit optimistic. <laughs> That's a good point. We asked a lot out of romance. We do. I mean, didn't you hear Harshini asking so much out of a mystery book? Like, <laughs> romance. Make sure those two don't fall in love fast, okay? <laughs> That's the main criteria here. Um, the guy's name is Percy. So there's already got some points on me. <laughs> I love how your criteria is okay the guy has a name has the same name as the main protagonist of a middle school <laughs> middle wait, school wait, book wait, series but I think wait, wait wait no no sorry sorry Sam is the guy Percy is a nickname for Persephone alright scratch that I don't care anymore wait is this a Greek story no 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 no, no. Oh. it's I think actually that is odd too I did not think about Persephone also being a no I think it's just her name but um uh, I don't know if I like this book <laughs> if they're just naming this character Persephone if it's not actually rooted in Greek mythology I'll be like ah sure, yeah okay what if you can still be named that what do you mean Sarah yeah this a book just for that no I'm not gonna I'm gonna read it obviously I'll give you my rating next week, <laughs> but I'm just saying this is like, I don't, I don't know if you remember, I remember this very vividly because I just thought it was so hilarious. In that episode where we talked about the book, It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover, Harshity said, like, you made this comment where you were like, I hate reading about people with like weird names, like with a guy named like Ryle or something. <laughs> You're just like, I can't take him seriously. Yeah. I know, that's why I first judged it a little bit, and then I was like, oh, Percy, but then I was like, wait, there's Percy and Sam. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 yeah. Percy and Persephone. <laughs> yeah, like, girl named Persephone, in a, and it's not Greek, like, okay, okay, <laughs> but you know what, we'll give it a chance. <laughs> the other, the, the guy's name is Sam, so you know what, balanced out a little bit, Sam's like, basic name. <laughs> yeah i've really I've re i could already kind of see like <laughs> where this is going <laughs> like just based on these characters names i feel like i have already some thoughts about like the story like is she gonna be this like wild spirit in his life um like her parents named her persephone and he's just gonna be like this guy and he's gonna like open up his heart to her it's gonna uh, yeah every summer after okay <laughs> like <laughs> All right, you know what? Let's save our thoughts for next week. Let's not <laughs> judge too fast. Yeah, like let's We're read the book. the whole book. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm going to compare what I said here with the book later on. <laughs> to, whoops. Tell me if I'm right or wrong, honestly. Um, okay, but I'm looking forward to it. I think, you know, it's the summer vibe. It has the word summer in it. It's new. And this is, we're not reading a mystery thriller. I'm going to expect full on rom com vibes. No murder, please. Um, yep. And we'll see how it goes. Um, all right, guys. Thank you all for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.